0: and welcome to another episode of the Rethinking H2O podcast, where every week we explore different stories around water that include safe water projects, trends in the water space, and Blue Mind. We hope you enjoy listening, and now here's your host, Kevin Sofen. Responsible world, what is going on? Really interesting discussion today with the Director of Community Relations from Isla Urbana, Jennifer White. Jennifer's going to tell us about the different things that Isla Urbana does around rainwater harvesting. A lot of times we're just focusing on the water for drinking, but rainwater harvesting gives different communities the opportunity to have water for cooking, cleaning, bathing. And Mexico City is a population of 22 million people with an unreliable grid. Rainwater harvesting has now become a very tangible solution for the people of the community. Also have a lot of other positive externality effects from helping reduce some of the flooding, helping the aquifer recover a little bit. And so we're going to learn about what they're doing around rainwater harvesting, what's ahead in 2019, and we hope you enjoy listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rethinking H2O podcast. Really excited today to sit down with Jennifer White, the Director of Community Relations from Isla Urbana. Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing?
1: Thanks, Kevin. I'm doing great.
0: For our listeners who don't know much about Isla Urbana or also known as Urban Island, give us a little context on what is Isla Urbana and what what is your mission and what do you do?
1: Okay. So Isla Urbana, we are a social project that we install rainwater harvesting systems mainly in Mexico City, but also in other places around the country. And we have a few systems internationally. Um, our focus is to provide clean water for people that don't have access to large amounts of water in their households. Um, here in Mexico, the context is that people buy purified water. No, A lot, everybody knows not to drink the water in Mexico. No, um, so people in their households they buy purified water, but oftentimes they don't have water for washing their clothes, washing their dishes, flushing their toilets, and general household use. Um, Because the, like specifically in Mexico City, the water from the grid, I mean, we're talking about a city that's uh, 2,200 meters above sea level. So it's very high altitude. And it's a city of 21, 22 million people. It's one of the biggest cities in the world. So it has a really unique context that makes it very difficult for all of the people in the city to have reliable access every day to quantities of water that they need for their daily domestic household uses. Uh, so, you know, we have a lot of people that end up having to go to their relative's house to wash their clothes, or they have to go in a taxi to buy 20 liters of water and bring it back to their house to have water to wash their dishes and those kinds of day to day struggles. So that's what, you know, our work is we're working towards, um, Finding that.
0: Fantastic. And yeah, I think a lot of times people think mainly just about water for drinking. And then obviously, the issue of spending a large amount of the income on bottled water is a huge problem. Um, but I think the discussion of looking at water for the household for cooking, cleaning, bathing, all different things besides drinking is often overlooked. And that's something that's really significant to look at how can houses, whether they're on the grid or off the grid, be able to have that level of self-sustaining, to be able to be self-sustained off the grid. And so... T- t- tell me a little bit more about how you do that. You you talk about rainwater harvesting. What right. does that entail? How does that work? And and like what what does it? What goes into a project, and then how do they actually use it?
1: So in Mexico, most of the households have cisterns, so they already have big holding tanks for water. Because the the water from the grid is so unreliable, you might get it once a week or once every two weeks. So you have to have a big tank so that when the water does come in, you have a place to store it. So considering that, um, it means that rainwater harvesting is actually a pretty economical solution in this context because the storage tank is oftentimes the most expensive component of a rainwater harvesting system. So we use the existing tank that a household has and we cap, we literally capture the water that falls onto their rooftop. So the most important thing is that their rooftop is very clean which in Mexico, a lot of people use their rooftops for other things. Like they might have animals up there or they store things on their rooftop. So that's part of what we do is we always have community meetings and we have a lot of uh, educational components to our work to make sure that you know people understand all that goes into capturing rainwater so that they're properly maintaining it and have clean water. Um, but anyway, back to what I was talking about, if, uh, they have a clean rooftop, we capture the water that falls onto the rooftop. We channel it to a first flush, which is basically, uh, separating out the first few minutes of each rain, which is really important in general, capturing rain, but especially in Mexico city, where you have really high levels of air contamination. So we're capturing the first, um, two liters of each rainfall, uh, two liters, yeah, two liters that fall on each meter squared of the roof that's being captured into this first flush system so that the air is being cleaned, the roof is being cleaned, and then the 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 rain that falls after that is what we're sending into their cistern. And in their cistern, um, we put a turbulence reductor so the water is coming in Slowly and not moving it all around and making it turbid. Uh, We put in a chlorinator, so it's slowly chlorinating the water. And uh, we have a pump connected to that water that's pulling it out and pushing it in through a couple filters that then goes into their household. So it's a...
0: Just to to confirm, it's uh, you're capturing the rainwater. You have some type of filter that's removing the turbidity. You're injecting levels of chlorine, and then is that the, is then the water deemed safe to use for different household water applications?
1: All domestic uses. If they want to drink it, we install an additional filter in the kitchen to purify the water completely for drinking. But um, with just that system, the water is clean enough for all domestic uses for bathing, washing dishes, washing clothes, um, anything they could use it for.
0: Gotcha. And so you mentioned the cistern being the expensive part. What else is there... As far as like gutters or types of other things to help, uh, like kind of egress or those types of different structures or small components, are you adding those onto the buildings or how does that work to make sure that you're capturing the water effectively?
1: sometimes they already have the gutters or if their roof is a cement roof which a lot of the roofs in mexico city are cement um then they just need to put a layer of bricks around the border of their roof and that um allows us to capture into the tubes that we connect but yes we have to put um sometimes we have to put gutters we have to put tubes we have to put the first And uh, the filters, all the components that I mentioned, most of the time they have a cistern and also a pump. So those are two pretty expensive components that we don't have to install. Um, The rest of it we do install, but it's still pretty economical. I mean, we're talking about $500. You can Mm -hmm. put up a system.
0: so And that you're, you know, you're guaranteeing
1: clean water. For six months out of the year forever, basically for a family.
0: That's amazing. So who pays for those? Are families paying for them or are Isla Urbana helping to fund these systems or how are systems funded?
1: Sometimes the family pays for them. We also, most of our work is in really marginalized areas of the city where the families are pretty low income. So we look for private donations to allow them to be subsidized, like very highly subsidized, like 80%. Or also, um, recently what we're really happy about and going forward into this coming year, we're really looking forward to collaborations with the go- government, which is, um, something that initially when we started back in 2009, there was very little government involvement in rainwater harvesting, but it's become more and more important to them as the water problems are getting worse and worse. And additionally, um, in Mexico city, Mexico city used to be filled with lakes and rivers. And so when it rains in the rainy season and it rains a lot, uh, this, this valley wants to fill up again with water. So it causes r- huge floods in the city. So in addition to solving people's, um, you know problems with access to water it's also mitigating flooding in the city so the 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 government is becoming more and more involved in rainwater harvesting and um, we're looking forward to continuing to collaborate them we, we collaborated with a couple municipalities and um yeah in 2019 we're hoping to to broaden that those relationships
0: that's really exciting. And and that's a kind of a unique aspect. I have, I have a friend who runs a rooftop agriculture company in Washington DC and it started as a means to help reduce the stormwater runoff. Um, and and using all the buildings to capture the rainwater to prevent runoff. And then it was, hey, let's turn it into permaculture and and help grow um, different greens on top of it. Um, it It's a um, group called Uptop Acres. But I think that's kind of a, a, a unique also like positive externality that's happening and that you're looking at this is not only as a water sustainability system, but also something that is preventing some of the flooding and helping the aquifer recharge by keeping water, um, you know, using the water that falls on the buildings, but also allowing the aquifer to also recharge from the water that, that is rained during the rainy season.
1: Hmm. It's really, yeah, that's one thing that, um, Yeah. In Mexico city, it actually used to be on a lake. Uh, they built, the Aztecs built these floating beds where they would harvest their food. It was the biggest hydroponic system in the world. And, um, then when the Spanish came and, took over they drained the lakes but it continues to be this uh you know dry lake bed that's now covered with concrete and when it rains there's huge flooding problems there so you know and it's crazy the contrast because people will have cisterns that are empty at the same time the streets are flooded outside and you can't even drive because it's like a river going through the streets.
0: Wow. That's crazy. So
1: yeah, rainwater harvesting is definitely um, one of the solutions for you know Mexico City's rain water problems.
0: Love it. So what is ahead in 2019? You mentioned that you've got some projects with the government, so that's exciting. Uh, is it? Are these projects all throughout Mexico, or what? What's the what's a what's on the docket and the schedule for you guys in the next eleven, twelve months throughout the rest of 2019?
1: Well, we're going to continue working a lot in Mexico City this year and expanding into some well delegations where we've been working and municipalities where we've been working, um, but into new communities. And we're going to be training a lot of new technicians to be working with us, um, hopefully from those same delegations. And also, we have a project that's called Hatatukari which is a project in an indigenous community in the state of Jalisco. Um, this indigenous community, the the people are called Huiras or Huicholes. And they have... Um, we've been working in two communities also since 2009. And they're communities that they... Basically, the women walk about two hours up a mountain to get their water and bring it back to the house. So they have, you know, 20 liters of water a day for a family of five a lot of times. So they have pretty major um, health and hygiene issues. And uh, we've been working in two communities, mainly there. And this year we're hoping to expand to some new communities. And there we install big cisterns because they don't have cisterns. We install the cisterns and we install rainwater harvesting systems. And we do it with other uh, projects that are working with the children, the um, women to help them Uh, continue developing their artisanal goods and giving them new markets to sell it Uh, with the children. We work on a lot of educational programs and um, we've also recently been developing gardens to help them have access to a greater variety of foods because they basically eat corn and beans and they have a lot of nutrition problems. So in these communities, this is another project that's really exciting for us because it's, you know, really changing people's lives. Like from one day to the next, when they get a rainwater harvesting system, their conditions are completely changed for forever. You know, they all of a sudden have clean water to drink, water to bathe, water to wash their dishes and water to be able to grow their gardens and have some more uh, variety of food. So their nutrition Um, You know, improves drastically.
0: That's really inspiring, and yeah, it really does all start with water uh, as the foundation for the woman of the household, for the children of the household, and really gives the family a foundation to build on, as opposed to spending all the time fetching water that's often unsafe. It's now it's a safety improvement, it's a quality of life improvement, economic opportunity. It's 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 everything, And, and you've really shown that, and 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 I can see on on the website too. Uh, just looking on here. Thankfully, I don't speak Spanish, so luckily the the translates helping me out a little bit here. Um, mm-hmm. But if uh, just to kind of uh, close up here, if if people within Mexico City or even just around the world wanted to learn a little bit more about the model or again touch with you, what is the best way for them to do that uh, and, and to learn more?
1: Actually, we have two websites. We have Isla Urbana. .com.mx like .com.mx and we also have islarubana.org and at the .org site there should be an English option so people can go there and check out our work um, we also have a lot of videos on YouTube we have a YouTube channel Isla Urbana. And, um, yeah, contact us, shoot us an email and we're happy to, to be in touch with people. We have a foundation in, um, in excuse me, in the U S Isla Urbana foundation. We've mainly been focusing our work in Texas and California, um, where there's a lot of Mexican connections. Um, but we're broadening our work in the U S as well. So
0: great. Well, I know there's a lot of applicability of a rainwater harvesting here in the States, and it's obviously proven to be a very successful model in Mexico City. Um, So I'm excited to get some feedback and see how we can expand this.
1: Yes. Thanks for contacting us. And, and we would love to uh, continue collaborating with you guys.
0: Of course. And I must ask, was that, uh, was that your son in the background playing with the little flute or drum or what was that?
1: Yeah, my husband playing with my son. I have a one-year-old son.
0: That's awesome. He looks like he's having a blast. And I will say the weather where you're at in Mexico looks a little bit warmer than it is here in Chicago. So I'm (laughs) I'm a little jealous.
1: Yeah, it's nice and warm here. (laughs) Right on.
0: Well, thank you, Jennifer, for your time today. And I look forward to talking more in the future.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot.
0: Well, what I found so interesting about this discussion with Jennifer is that rainwater harvesting may seem like such a mundane, basic idea, but for certain areas, it's the best solution. And I kind of have this cliche phrase in that the best water solution is the best water solution for that community. And for various places in the world, particularly Mexico, Mexico City and areas that have really intense rainy seasons... There's an incredible resource from the sky. And, but one of the issues we're seeing in Mexico City is that air pollution is a serious problem. So they've now figured out, all right, well, when it first rains, we really need to flush out this initial rainfall to get rid of all this air pollution that's out there. Well, that's also really interesting to think about is many times we're just focusing on oh we need water for drinking of course it's pretty obvious next to oxygen we can't live without water for more than two days, three days but what about your quality of living cooking, cleaning, bathing imagine just not being able to cook whatever pasta or or rice you're trying to cook and you just didn't have that and again just looking at how that impacts your life of being able to if you had to go and walk four hours just to get water to do your basic no life needs and then looking at the impact that has in your family and your community once you don't have to walk four hours to go do that but you're just harnessing the resources that come from above just with basic technology from a tank a pump basic chlorine basic filtration this this isn't rocket science people it's really simple proven robust technology that can go a long way really excited to work more with isla urbana in 2019 moving forward rainwater harvesting is a very tangible awesome solution for certain areas and excited to learn more about it take care keep it real much love peace